0: Welcome to Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Today's Thursday, November 17th, 2022. Let's take a look at today's charts. At number one, BTC is at $16,606.92. Up, oh, sorry, down 1.90%. Ethereum at number two, $1,211.96. Down 3.87%. Tether at number three, 99 cents. USD coin, number four, $1. BNB at number five, $271.89. Binance USD at number 6, $1. XRP at number 7, $0.37, down 1.27%. Cardano at number 8, $0.33, down 3.55%. And number 9, Dogecoin, $0.08, down 1.69%. And last but not least, Polygon at number 10, $0.90, down 4.64%. Let's look at the crypto fear and greed index. Extreme fear can be a sign that investors are too worried. That could be a buying opportunity. And when investors are getting too greedy, that means the market is due for a correction. So we got today extreme fear at 20. Yesterday was extreme fear at 23. Last week was extreme fear at 22. And last month was extreme fear at 22. Let's look at our four articles today. Article number one is SEC versus Ripple, 16 companies granted a motion to file an amicus brief. Article two is interview with the fallen crypto CEO. Uh, Sam Bankman-Fried tries to explain himself. Article number three is Tom Brady, Steph Curry, other major celebrities sued for FTX endorsement. And last but not least, the main topic today is FTX employees were encouraged to keep life savings in the now bankrupt exchange, sources says. So before we get into the articles, I just want to say thank you so much to all my supporters. Again, this is Dave Zaley, Crypto Take Catch me on YouTube, like, share, and subscribe there. And if you're on the podcast space, Catch me on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. So, let's get into it. Article number one, SEC versus Ripple. 16 companies granted a motion to file an amicus brief. The latest hearing for SEC lawsuit against Ripple saw the latter gaining a significant advantage. The judge has given until 18th of November for 16 companies to file their briefs. More than two months after the first request to file amicus curiae was submitted to the court, In SEC versus Ripple, presiding judge Annalisa Torres has finally granted the friend of the court to actually show up in court in support of Ripple. 16 companies to file amicus briefs, the latest hearing of uh, SEC's lawsuit against Ripple, saw the latter gaining a significant advantage as 16 companies who had requested the court to allow them to assist the court and eventually influence the verdict will now get the chance to do so. The Chamber of Digital Commerce, which was the first group to rally in favor of Ripple, is among those who request to file a brief has been granted. Others include Coinbase, Blockchain Association, TapJets, Iremit, ICANN, Bits, Deaton, CCI, Valhalla Capital, Cryptilian Payment Systems, VeriDAO, Reaper Financial, Accredify DBA Invest Ready, New Sports Economy Institute, and Paradigm Operations. The judge has given until the 18th of November for the above-mentioned companies to file their briefs. Coinbase seems to have taken the lead by becoming the first one to formally file its amicus brief in support of Ripple. The American crypto exchange filed its request on 31st of October. Settlement rumors. Rumors about a possible settlement between the Wall Street regulator and Ripple started going around after U.S.-based Fox News reported on 14th of November that a settlement was expected at the hearing scheduled for 15th of November. I know you're expecting a settlement tomorrow in the lawsuit between the Securities and Exchange Commission and Ripple. Fox reporter Eleanor Terrett was heard saying, Charles Gasparino. Senior correspondent at Fox Business Network stated later that the news was in fact false and the same was confirmed by Ripple Labs. XRP price action. That said, XRP was trading at $0.37, up almost 12% over the past 24 hours. However, much of this hike was likely due to the false rumor about a possible settlement between the SEC and Ripple at today's hearing. The 50% increase in XRP's daily trading volume shows how traders scrambled to buy the token in anticipation of a settlement. According to data from CoinMarketCap, XRP had a market capitalization of a little over $19 billion with a 24 trading volume of $2.3 billion. So, there you guys have it. What do you guys think about this article? SEC versus Ripple, 16 companies granted a motion to file an amicus brief. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. Article 2, Sam Bankman-Fried tries to explain himself, a fallen crypto CEO, on what went wrong. Why did he what he did and what lies he told along the way? That was surprising. I'd spoken to Bankman fried via Zoom earlier in the summer when I was working on a profile of him. So I reached out to him via DM on November 13. After news broke out that his cryptocurrency exchange had collapsed with billions in customer deposits apparently gone, I didn't expect him to respond. Typically, people under investigation by both the SEC and the Department of Justice don't return requests for comment. Benjamin Fried, though, apparently wanted to talk about how FTX and his hedge fund Alameda Research had gambled with customer money without, he claims, realizing that's what they were doing. About who gets lauded as a hero and who's the fall guy, about regulators, F regulators, about what he regrets, chapter 11, decision to declare bankruptcy, and about what he would have done differently with FTX and Alameda, more careful accounting and off-board Alameda from FTX once FTX could live on its own. It was past midnight, Bahamas time, where Bangman Fried is probably still located. And we went back and forth on Twitter for more than an hour. He was, he said, still working to try to raise the funding needed to pay back all his depositors. As we messaged, I was trying to make sense of what behind the PR and the charitable donations and the lobbying Bangman Fried actually believes about what's right and what's wrong. And especially the ethics of what he did and the industry he worked in. Looming over our whole conversation was the fact that people who trusted him have lost their savings, and that's he's done incalculable damage to everything he proclaimed only a few weeks ago to care about. The grief and pain he had caused is immense, and I came away from our conversation appalled by much of what he said. But if these mistakes haunted him, he largely didn't show it. On regulators, before the empire collapsed, Bankman Freed was actively engaged in lobbying in Washington. Regulatory framework for cryptocurrency. While many crypto CEOs, like Bankman-Fried's nemesis, Binance CEO Zhang Peng sao are apparently skeptical of government regulation, Bankman-Fried has largely avoided criticizing regulators. But in our conversation, he dismissed their role. He characterized his past conciliatory statements, like when he just said last month that some amount of crypto regulation would be definitely good, as a little more than PR. In doing so, he all but confirmed the view of critics who have argued that his overtures to Washington were much more about image than substance. And here is a whole list of Twitter Uh, messages between both and on being willing to behave unethically. My question on which I've seen widespread speculation is whether Bankman Freed thought it was okay to do unethical things for the greater good position that hardcore utilitarians, which Bankman-Fried had identified as in the past, might hold. That question happens to be one I had asked him in the interview this summer, which I had just re-listened to the night before our Twitter conversation. At the time, of course, I thought the ethical dilemma where Bankman-Fried had perhaps crossed the line was whether it was acceptable to run a cryptocurrency exchange in the first place, and whether the good he claimed he meant to do it made it okay. A lot of people, I said to Bankman Fried in that earlier interview, would think of starting a crypto company to make billions of dollars the way I would think of starting a tobacco or a tobacco company to make billions of dollars, deeply immoral. Presumably, there's some line where you shouldn't do something that bad, even for good reasons. I'm curious whether you think there's some line, and if so, where would you draw that line? There is some line, he told me. Then, the answer can't be there is no line, or else you know you could end up doing massively more damage than good. And I think more generally, you could say, okay, fine, but just like subtract that out. But I don't think it's that simple either, because there are a lot of complicated but important second order harems that could, if your core business is bad for the world in terms of your ability to work with partners and your ability to work with partners in your philanthropic efforts. You could imagine that if the Philip Morris Foundation had really good ideas about how to improve the world, they probably would still have a really hard time working with that Gates Foundation. So I do think it's more complicated than that, and you have to seriously contend with what the impact is of your direct work. I return to those questions in our Twitter conversation. Those well-considered ideas about balancing ethical imperatives, it's not true. Not really, he said now. And in the next bending the truth, Bankman Fried had maintained that FTX has never invested the deposits of crypto account holders on the exchange. I pressed him on that point via Twitter. And while he continued to insist that FTX did not directly use account money in this way, he said that Alameda, which also he owned, had borrowed far more money from FTX's balance sheet for investments than he had realized, which ultimately left FTX vulnerable to the crypto equivalent of a bank run. So why didn't Bankman Freed realize what was happening until it was too late? Sometimes life creeps up on you, he said. On what happened, one theory is that the seeds of FTX downfall were sown earlier this year when Alameda reportedly took huge losses after crypto company Terra Luna's stablecoin collapsed. Bangor-Feed said that he didn't realize the extent of the problem because of messy accounting, albeit messy accounting to the tune of billions of dollars. On what he regrets, Bankman-Fried acknowledged that he effed up big multiple times, but he also insisted that much of the trouble could have been avoided if FTX had not declared bankruptcy, which has largely taken financial matters out of his own control. During the process, Bankman-Fried was replaced as CEO of FTX by John J. Ray III, a lawyer who helped creditors recover billions of dollars after the bankruptcy of the energy trading firm Enron. The people in charge of the company are trying to burn it all to the ground out of shame, he told me bankman Freed argues that he should instead have kept trying to raise more money and insists that if he just done that, withdrawals would be opening up in a month and customers fully whole. Wall Street Journal reported earlier this week on bankman Freed's efforts to find funding and found no indication any investors were committing. Even if fresh funding were obtained, the paper continued it would require negotiations with FTX creditors and the approval of the bankruptcy court. While he said that some of his colleagues, co-founder Gary Wang and director of engineering, Ishad Singh, were scared, and in the case of Singh, ashamed and guilty, Bankman Freed seems to maintain some emotional distance from the collapse. The world is never so black and white. So, here we are on the hack of FTX. Shortly after, FTX filed for bankruptcy. Watchers of blockchain transactions noticed someone had transferred hundreds of millions of dollars out of the company. I asked bankman Feed, what's up? On What's Next, bankman Feed said his number one priority now is try to raise $8 billion to make account holders whole. That, he told me, is basically all that matters for the rest of my life. But while he said, what, a month ago, I was one of the world's greatest fundraisers. That $8 billion dwarfs what FTX was able to raise so far. There's no indication any investors would bite. And even if he could secure funding, it would likely require both creditors and a bankruptcy court to get on board. So there you guys have it. What do you guys think about this article? Basically here we have Sam Bankman-Free tries to explain himself. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. Okay, next up is Tom Brady, Steph Curry, other major celebrities sued for FTX endorsement. Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback, Tom Brady and Golden State Warriors guard, Stephen Curry are among the notable backers being sued for endorsing FTX along with cryptocurrency company and its former CEO, Sam Bankman-Fried. A copy of the lawsuit shared by The Block crypto reporter Stephanie Murray on Wednesday revealed other notable names included in the lawsuit are Giselle Bündchen, supermodel and Brady ex-wife, Kevin O'Leary, businessman and Shark Tank personality, Udonis Haslam, NBA player, David Ortiz, baseball Hall of Famer and Fox sports analyst, Golden State Warriors LLC, Shiki O'Neill, basketball Hall of Famer and TNT sports analyst, Trevor Lawrence, Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback, Shohei Ohtani, Los Angeles Angels pitcher, outfielder, and designated hitter, reigning American League MVP, Naomi Osaka, four-time tennis Grand Slam champion, Larry David, co-creator and head writer of Seinfeld and creator and star of Curb Your Enthusiasm. The lawsuit alleges that the defendants listed are responsible for the many billions of dollars in damages they caused. Last week, FTX announced it had begun the process of filing Chapter 11 bankruptcy following Bankman Fried's decision to step down as CEO. The immediate relief of Chapter 11 is appropriate to provide the FTX Group the opportunity to assess its situation and develop a process to maximize recoveries for stakeholders, said John J. Ray III, who took over as CEO according to the company's news release shared on November 11th. The FTX group had valuable assets that can only be effectively administered in an organized joint process. I want to ensure every employee, customer, creditor, contract party, stockholder investor, governmental authority, and other stakeholder that we are going to conduct the effort with diligence, thoroughness, and transparency. Staker should understand that events have been fast-moving and the new team is engaged only in recently. Stakeholders should review the materials filed on the docket of the proceedings over the coming days for more information. The filing marked a staggering shift for the company, which was previously reported to be valued at $32 billion and deemed as the face of the crypto industry due to its marketing and advertising campaign, as well as long-term partnerships with the aforementioned names included in the lawsuit. FTX was in discussion with investors for up to a $1 billion in funding at a valuation of an estimated $32 billion in September but has since significantly dropped and is reported to have been taken over by Binance for pennies on a dollar. Several media outlets had reported that the Securities and Exchange Commission and Justice Department have already launched an investigation at FTX at the time of the bankruptcy report. So there you guys have it. What do you guys think about this article? Tom Brady, Steph Curry, other major celebrities sued for FTX endorsement. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. All right, last but not least, the main topic today is FTX employees were encouraged to keep life savings in a now bankrupt exchange, sources says. Sources told CoinDesk that FTX was used as a bank by many of its employees. Now their money is probably gone. Retail and institutional investors weren't the only ones to get rug pulled by FTX swift and sudden collapse last week. In addition to losing their jobs at the now bankrupt exchange, many of FTX employees appear to so appear to have significant amounts of personal wealth locked in the platform, wealth that is likely gone after being sucked into the black hole of the FTX disaster. FTX deficit was allegedly created, according to Wall Street Journal report last week by former CEO Sam Bankman-Fried, penchant for playing fast and loose with customer funds, using them to cover the debts of his quant trading firm, Alameda Research violating the exchange's own terms and conditions. Former FTX head of marketing, Nathaniel Whitmore, who is also a Coindesk podcaster, said this week that he and the majority of the exchange's other employees had no idea about the allegedly fraudulent treatment of customer funds. His account rhymes with claims other former employees have made on social media as well as Coindesk report last week that showed Bankman Fried's inner circle may have had an unusual level of control over the company. In an episode of The Breakdown released Monday, Whitmore said that the employees were kept in the dark and many of them, especially FTX non-US staff, used the exchange like a bank and did not know that their savings had already allegedly been squandered. You have to understand that just how devastated the average FTX employee was. After Binance's bailout of FTX fell through, Whitmore said not only then did it seem that they might be out of a job, but they were also potentially facing the total loss of their savings. Another former employee who asked to remain anonymous seconded uh, Fitmore's claim, telling Coindesk that many of FTX staff kept the money from their paychecks at the exchange because it was convenient, utilizing FTX's easy fiat off-ramps to withdraw money when they needed. Employees' use of FTX as a bank was encouraged by Bankman fried and other high-ups, according to former employees speaking to Coindesk. According to Anonymous' Twitter account, Autism Capital, After FTX bought out Binance shares in the company last year, employees were encouraged to invest in FTX.com at a 50% discount, which the company promised to match up to $250,000, a deal that was allegedly heavily promoted internally. That equity, along with other employee funds, including bonuses sometimes given out in the form of FTT, the exchange's native token, was then allegedly stored on the FTX platform. A former employee confirmed that veracity of Autism Capital's allegations and provided Coindesk with a screenshot of an internal spreadsheet that appears to show FTX employees' holdings as part of a larger list of investments in the platform. It is currently unclear whether any employees were able to withdraw their funds from the exchange before withdrawals were halted. If it were count on the breakdowns, anything to go off of, the likely answer is no. For me, all I could feel was rage and white. Hot anger as Sam and those around him couldn't even give these people the effing courtesy of a message on Slack to give them any explanation for what they could expect. It wasn't just that Sam and a small group about him, around him perpetrated fraud. What they did, Whitmore added, from the moment the fraud was called out and the market started to react, every single ounce of their effort went into self-preservation. He added, it was callous, cruel, and utterly devoid of any genuine human consideration. Representatives for both FTX and Bankman Freed did not return CoinDesk requests for comment. So, there you guys have it. What do you guys think about this article? What a shame employees were, uh, encouraged to invest into the FTT and Bankman Freed. So, there you guys have it. Now the bankrupt exchange sources says comment down below and let me know what you guys think. Okay. Let's take a look at the prices one last time before we head out. BTC is at $16,604. Ethereum at $1,209. Tether, $0.99. USD Coin, $1. BNB, $271. Binance USD, $1. XRP at $0.37. Dogecoin at $0.08. Cardano at $0.33. And last but not least, Polygon at $0.89. So, There you guys have it. Thank you so much for making it this far. It's Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Again, catch me on YouTube, like, share, and subscribe. And if you're in the podcast space, catch me on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Other than that, I hope everyone has a great crypto day, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.